Welcome back to Talk and Shop, the e-commerce strategy podcast brought to you by Cyber, New Zealand's leading e-commerce experts and Shopify Plus partner. We're here to share our knowledge and insider tips on all things e-commerce with the help of some amazing industry guests. New episodes available every week so you can make the most of your business online. Stay tuned for this week's episode coming right up. I just wanted to jump on here to thank our amazing sponsors, Okendo. They're an amazing reviews app for Shopify. They're exclusively for Shopify, so they know what's up. Uh, Akendo enables Shopify and Shopify Plus retailers to leverage their most powerful asset, their customers. Akendo has all the tools needed to capture and showcase customer-generated content, including ratings, reviews, photos, videos, Q&A. Brands use this content to build trust, drive conversions and maximize customer lifetime value. That's what we all want, right? Unlike other user-generated content apps, Akendo doesn't force a trade-off between functionality and affordability. That's why over 4,000 Shopify retailers trust Akendo, such as Skims, Netflix, and Thermomix. Thank you so much, Akendo. Uh, if you guys want to check out Akendo, we've got links in our episode, in our bio. We have an episode with Scott from Akendo if you want to know more about it. But uh, make sure that you check it out and let them know that you've come from Talk and Shop and they'll give you 60 days free. Hey everybody, welcome to another podcast. This is Talking Shop. I am joined by Leo. How are you today, sir? I'm, uh, I'm enjoying lockdown. Do many people yeah. say that? No, no I'm, not really. I'm not enjoying I'm not enjoying it. But how are you doing, Waldo? This is the uh, lockdown version of Talk and Shop. We've had to Absolutely. resort to doing this from home. Yeah, well, luckily, we've got some awesome tech in place anyway. Um, as you guys may be aware, this is a podcast for e-commerce merchants that are serious about growing their business. And on today's episode, we're going to be bringing somebody very special to you, making waves in a brand new industry called nfts that you guys may have heard us talk about a little bit so i'd like to welcome david you from Vive. how are you david Woo, thanks thanks leo awesome. thanks for the, thanks for having me on no worries welcome on board i'm really super excited to talk to you today about this topic um, i'm gonna be right up front here and say that you know as much as i think i know i know i know nothing if that's he knows something about NFTs. He's being he's being polite. We know something, but we're looking forward to this episode for you educating us a lot further on what we should be uh, looking out for. Absolutely. And so for all the listeners out there, David, just give them a little bit of a backstory, sort of, you know, who are you? Where do you come from? What do you do? Why are you on this podcast today? Yeah, thank, thanks. Thank you. Um, so I'm David, obviously, co-founder and CEO of Phoebe. And basically what Phoebe is, is a e-commerce platform for home of premium NET digital collectibles. Um, and what we do is we give users easy access to digital collectible in the palm of their hand through mobile device. And we basically offer end-to-end solution, allowing that user to go through a journey um, and participate what we call as a fandom economy. Uh, we believe everyone's a fan of something, you know, uh, action hero from a movie or a comic superhero. And the NFT that we have designed are almost like physical toy collectibles. Um, they are available in 3D, can be bought out 
from your phone through the augmented reality function. And what we allow the users to do is to take a photo and share them through their favorite social media. And if you miss out one of the collectibles that is available, you can navigate through easily through our secondary marketplace uh, to complete your set. So that's pretty cool. So for the for the listeners out there, how did you end up in this space? Yes, so a couple great uh, start of this is uh, I've been in the gaming retail business for 25 years. So for some of your listener, if you guys are either in Auckland, um, I have a chain store called Fagabon Games. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, Pokemon, Yu-Gi-Oh cards, Dungeons and Dragons, Warhammer since the uh, late 90s. I started about 96, 97 in Takapuna. And basically this, this whole spin of thing, my whole career has been in very physical retail collectible from comic books to role-playing book, trading cards. And we really believe and have built a, a, a fandom base. And I, four and a half years ago, me and my co-founder, Daniel, who is a close friend and have known each other for over 20 plus years, we got together and we tried to figure out how we could really embrace this new technology, also known as blockchain. Mm. And one of the great use of blockchain is really into this NFT in the real life case. So that really was the starting point of coming up with a great business idea. And with the brain knowledge I have and the gaming experience and the collectible business, uh, we got together and we thought, hey, let's, let's make one of kick-ass um, digital collectible app and here we are today uh, Fivi is you know one one of the first few mobile first NFT platform uh, available. That's awesome yeah I know um, when I used to work in retail space as well Vagabond um, were one of the early shops in the uh, Sylvia Park which was pretty fresh then and so I was always fascinated by the guys coming in there and buying all these little collectibles. And um, so it's been a big industry for a long time and very interesting to see this move into the digital space, obviously. Um, with NFTs, a lot of people that have heard this term being thrown around have only sort of heard it for the last year or so, um, I feel anyway, or maybe I was living under a rock, but I know mm-hmm. that you guys have actually been doing this for a long time. Tell us a bit about how long and some of the challenges you faced early on. Yeah, I mean, the journey started about four and a half years ago, uh, you know, brainstorming, coming up with the conceptual idea. And this industry is uh, still, even today, is still in the scent industry. It really has come to the light around this year, what, March, April, May, you know, all these fabulous artists or what we call, you know, self-created content creator have come out uh, with a new way of marketing their work, you know, and especially in the digital art space. The journey that for us, four and a half years ago, we wanted to build this premium app. So we were very centric in brands, um, you know, working with companies such as Marvel, as you have seen that we have released, we have DC collectibles, uh, we have property from Universal, from Sony, the Ghostbusters, um, and you know, Firecom, CBS, from Disney, Cup, and so I saw on. Disney's yeah. there as well. Don't uh, forget that, just a small yeah. brand. <laughs> yeah, we, we, we definitely have a lot of um, 
yeah, I mean, Disney is the owner of Marvel. Uh, right, there you yeah, go. So, yeah, so it, it, it was our key to ensure that uh, the fandom is built on all these content that if you combine them, there's hundreds of years of characters and thousands, if not tens of thousands of uh, entertainment characters, superheroes. We just really wanted to bring them alive and, and you know, have another medium. You know, this industry that we're moving, evolving into, it's not really disrupting any industry. It's really just creating a new way for people to collect and to people to enjoy this. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So for those listeners out there that haven't sort of caught up about what we're talking about, my understanding is you guys have an app as well. I've actually got the app installed on my phone um, and very rigorous uh, sign-up protocols to ensure security because obviously these are valuable items. And um, what you can do is you can jump in there, you can have a look at a wide array of different collectibles that you can then purchase and actually place inside of a vault. Um, and, and tell us a little I've bit stepped, about... I've stepped into Waldo's vault. It's empty, yeah. David. He still hasn't bought anything. It's terrible, but I know he's going to buy something from your app. That is yeah. true. I was I was showing it off and I was saying to Leo, get up off your chair and come and look at this. And I basically visually placed the, the vault door in the middle of the office, walked into it, and then was sort of walking around looking at my nice empty vault. But um, it's only empty for a little while. Yeah, I mean, a, a major part of what we're trying to create is the utility value of these NFT digital collectible that you're purchasing. Mm. Um, you know, uh, the fault is one one way for us to really bring in the physical world uh, with this mixed reality, you know, augmented or on a metaverse, you, you could call it, where you could show it off to your friend. I mean, one one thing about having all these toys at home, collectible in your shelf. Uh, the other way is to have it digitally available at any one time. You carry your phone with you, you can show it off. More importantly is that you can share your room, your virtual showroom with your friends who's living in New York or in awesome. London, and they can walk in, they can critique you, they can do a try, they can go, hey, you know, I, I really think, you know, the way you display these, um, superhero could be done better and so utility value is a very key part uh, about a week ago we launched the comic experience which is mm -hmm. a new way of collecting comics as we know you know um, collecting comic is a passion of mine for number one we thought about how can we bring that experience into another you know level number one is as you know, most people collect comic book now these days. They they collect them, they get it signed, they put them in the perspective cases, get it yeah. graded, but they never actually flip through the pages. And you know, digital comics has already been available. Like many of these e-commerce websites, we see like you can now stream from Netflix, Disney Plus, HBO. Uh, digital comic has been already available in many ways. But owning a digital comic and able to read it and, you know, give you a sense of ownership, uh, we have allowed that. And, uh, you know, we, we really see this e-commerce, uh, especially in the NFT field, it's going to open up and many enterprise out there will, will start to explore these opportunities. 
Oh, we're, we're early, early stages. Uh, I can see that a lot of opportunities coming up. Since you're in the field, David, I want to ask this question because I feel like I want to do a bit of a hybrid of this virtual world with the real world. And I was explaining to Waldo, like, I wouldn't mind if you came over to my house for dinner outside of lockdown, of course. And when he comes into my house, I would kind of have these NFTs either being displayed through a projector or a flat screen that's up on my wall. And I'd be like, check that one. That one there is one of three. I'm, you know. Only three people in the world have that NFT. So do you see a lot of that happening? Do you think do you think people will do that sort of hybrid, bring the digital into the real world inside their house um, yeah. as well as your app that you have? Yeah, I mean, so right now you could do that uh, mm -hmm. technically in our app. You could project it out onto your wall, the, yes. the app that we have available already. But where we really embracing this technology and moving forward is other, you know, adoptions, you know, as you know, the wearable device has been hugely hyped and talked about. You know, eventually Apple, Google will be coming out with VR or AR glasses. That will be, you know, super cool lights. You know, you don't have to carry a battery pack with you. You put it on. And what do you want to see apart from your email and messages? You do want to see collectibles. You want to see mm. things you own that's virtual, um, that's not physically around you. So we we really see you know, there's going to be many real life use and it, it could change a lot of way of people think and how, you know, how they click and how they purchase and how they perceive, you know, what is artwork and what's physical and digital. It's going to be there. Absolutely. Yeah. I've already seen people working on holographic displays on top of a pillar, um, just like you would see in the digital space where you can actually, you know, have this sitting there and it turns around. It's amazing yeah yeah a lot of the tvs already do that you know you mm. can subscribe to virtual artworks um and really it's it's just going to open up and the opportunity of of this industry is just going to be more open transparent there's going to be a lot of new content creator people who never had a chance to maybe showcase their artwork in a gallery or to be representative. They are representing themselves, expressing themselves through a new medium. That's awesome. I mean, we saw this in the e-commerce space with digital native brands, you know, early on adopting this tech and being completely digital first um, and competing with retailers. And they were sort of the, the trendsetters at the time for those brands. And we've seen those brands come into the real world now, you know, with physical retail spaces and actually dominating um, so absolutely, as the yeah. new medium becomes available uh, uh, like that. Yeah, I mean, you, you've seen, you know, I, I, I often see many, many new e-commerce sites come up with entrepreneurs setting up their own skincare, their own backpack, their own design of clothing. Um, this is just really open up the opportunity, you know. Years ago, if you want to get your product to be represented in a certain retail chain store, you have to go through the buyers, you have to get selected, you have to make the product, you have to go the Tim of Trade, and you go through a whole raft of things. But now e-commerce, the, uh, you know, the, the, the way you set it up is so easy. You can come up with a beautiful product with your own original packaging and you hit the go button, you know, people can start shopping anywhere. Mm. So, you know, digital is just really another. And I think most people don't realize how big the e-commerce industry is. If you look at the subscription like Netflix and all these movies, TV stations, you, uh, or, you know, platform video on demand you subscribe to, as well as 
gaming industry, it's already a multi-billion dollar business. People buying skins, they're people buying different um, guns, accessory to go with what they their characters. It's already a huge industry that it just never really get talked about. And now imagine you can own that character and able to sell it um, because you, you spend hundreds of hours playing this character. You probably spend thousands of dollars. You go, well, you know, I don't want to just delete that character. I do want to, um, you know, sell it or pass it on to another ownership. And we are starting to see the technology eventually will move towards that, uh, where that whole virtual commerce will be interruptible. That's awesome That's, seeing those yeah. two worlds smash together. I was going to say, the younger me <clears throat> playing Halo would love to have kept whatever my soldier was with all his armor and everything and show it off when people come over. But somehow I don't get time to play video games anymore. It's, yeah, but anyway, sure. but, <laughs> but David, I was going to ask you something else. Uh, I love talking about money. You were on Stuff in the Herald a couple of weeks ago. You did a huge deal with Marvel. Do you want to reveal like kind of what that deal was and some of the numbers that were thrown out? Yeah, uh, I, I mean, we we went live around uh, mid-January this year in 2021. It, it started slow. Uh, obviously, you know, you have zero almost zero user. We had about 55, 60 uh, beta users slowly. And I guess we went very fast and very viral to get traction users. Um, and right now, today, we're in the hundreds, um, you know, probably 500 plus thousand download uh, active user will be slightly less um, and that's built on you know the the image the self-content creation uh, going viral on social media the actual deal uh, has actually been in the work for a long time I mean most mm. people think you know a, a company that caliber you know when we announced we're already pretty much sealed the deal we were just working on content and when we can release the product timing is everything uh we we want to ensure that our product is that product focus number one we didn't want to release a product that is mediocre um, and there's a lot of process um, we started around january with a lot of our dc characters you know our batman black and white collectible series then we move on to some of the Cartoon Network products that we had. And then we had Universal Back to the Future, Sony. Ghost oh, Star. my favorite. Yeah. So we have a lot of other independent artists have come on that some of these artists I've been collecting their work for a number of years or jumped on. And, you know, collectively, the revenue for the first lot, um, the 40 million plus reported was coming from ex you know, without the Marvel. Marvel came in and obviously from now on, you know, the, the revenue is starting to grow. Mm. Uh, we, 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 we're very excited. I mean, we're very fortunate that we, we picked the right timing and product release. And we, we're hoping to grow much bigger from here onwards. Yeah, that's cool. awesome. Cool. I have a question, a pretty direct question for you in terms yeah. of costing. Ultra rare DeLorean you just mentioned Back to the Future. I saw that DeLorean there. I saw they're all sold out. What did one of those go for? Uh, I, I haven't actually kept my eye on what the ultra rear go for. They, okay. they, they possibly could be 
uh, I think we had them sold at about 100 US or so at the okay. beginning. And maybe they're going for maybe three, 400. Uh, I, I do need to ch check check the state. Yeah, you know, I, I'm a collector. I don't really just look at the value. Uh, yeah. A collector is really about owning that, right? Um, Sometimes I try to own multiple pieces of everything so I could trade with a, another person. But I don't really um, keep my eye out on the value of these. And I do understand a lot of these collectibles are going for uh, insane prices. And when I say insane price, I mean, it's not just the VB collectibles. I mean, the NFT digital artwork, mm -hmm. you know, people is going for 69.3 million US mm -hmm. earlier this year. You got CryptoPunk. There's a lot of other, you know, crypto uh, artwork or NFT artwork out there is perform just exceptional. Um, and, and the fans, the communities getting behind them is just getting bigger and bigger growing. I love that you brought that up and, you know, some of these paintings, as you said, you know, $66 million and, you know, six months prior to that, someone bought it for $600,000. Um, where, where do you see like NFT? Do you see it still going at this pace? Or do you think that 90% of the NFTs that are being sold are just never going to grow in value? Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, so if you look at a, a, a comic, so, for example, the Marvel number one comic, uh, the 1939, I think back in 1939, they printed about 880,000 copies of these. And um, it, was, it was printed in two different months. The first month was about 80,000. And I think they did a reprint or another run at 800,000. Mm. Or, or could be more. Don't get, um, I, I, need, I might need to check my stat. And they're going for like 10 cents back then. But, you know, 2019, one of these uh, 9 point, maybe 3 plus uh, Marvel right. number one is going for $1.26 million. So the, 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 the whole thing is not really about NFT. I mean, if you bought a Lamborghini car in, in you know, one of the classic 1950s, it's going to be worth a lot more today. And that's what this whole non-fungible is about. I mean... It's worth something to me in a certain value, but to another person, another user, collector, it's a different value. So basically, it's going back to, you know, it's one man's trash and another man's, you know, treasure on this. Um, you, you can't really put a real sentimental value. For me, you know, if you can go back to able to purchase 1939 uh, and read that digital comic, it's amazing. I mean, and we, we were selling them at $6.99. So you could actually still buy a copy around in the secondary market around that. So someone's probably on a comment, they read it, um, they decided, oh, I, I finished reading it, now I pass it on. And that's all what this whole economy is all about. Yeah. Now, so the art world in, in regards to, you know, maybe you think it's a hyperinflation or but really it's not. I mean, if you look at some of the physical artwork, you know, like Leonardo um, work, it's going for, you know, 60, $100 million. You know, back then he's probably trade that for, you know, I, 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 some I, wine. I, it will be, it will be. An ear. <laughs> it will be something uh, ridiculously low. And, yeah. and, and that's just how really the, the non-fungible 
uh, system would. I mean, the in the fungible system is really the difference between is well, the oil price today is how much a barrel, the gold price is how much a bar or a gram or an ounce, mm-hmm. and how That's much good. how much is the US dollar pegged against New Zealand dollar and so on. They yeah. those are very you know stable, uh, non fungible, just really up to what you think uh, it's worth. Mm. That no, makes a lot of sense, you know, the dollar is a dollar, you mm. know, but to me, that DeLorean is going to be a lot more than to, you know, a five-year-old kid today, just not going to even know what it is, so it makes a lot of sense, that's awesome. Now, e-commerce, you know, online transactions, blockchain, crypto, we see all of this, we see them merging together, what is some of your predictions and or some of the stuff that you've seen how e-commerce and this digital space just absolutely um, you know come together as one? Yeah. Uh, so number one, uh, d-commerce, uh, uh, the e-commerce side of thing, it, it's already changed the way we shop in the physical world and the availability and the you know the time we save in every way. I think moving onwards, there will be a lot of brands out there is looking to. Uh, monetize in different way and they they a, a lot of these e-commerce website could be might be having nft available to purchase a day-to-day collectible product as the young teens adopting these things quite rapidly as we have seen um you in in a different level there, there could be e-commerce websites out there and i'm pretty sure they are out there accepting uh, different type of digital asset payment, you know, they're accepting, um, in this case, will be crypto payments, it could be Bitcoin, Ethereum, and we may see more and more and adoptions in, in these type of value. So driving e-commerce moving forward, um, we're already seeing now a lot of the e-commerce website, you can view the product in 3D, and I'm pretty sure that the experimental through mobile shopping will be augmented reality. Try your shoes on, see how it fits, the clothing or the hats, the jewelry, the watches. And, you know, you might not want to buy a physical one. They might sell you a digital version of it. And you you possibly could be paying that through a cryptocurrency that they accept on the website. Um, So it's shaping uh, and uh, differently but it's also catering that product for different age group, different segment. Um, and it's really just opening up how, you know, the world economy is going to be moving forward. Yeah, when uh, when I caught up with you once, you mentioned a really interesting term to me, which was C2M. You want yeah. to share with uh, some of our listeners around C2M as well? Because I know it's quite fresh and new. Yeah, so, so we got a lot of these... Uh, as you know, that the you know consumer directly to manufacturer, vice versa, you know uh, uh, referral shopping, all these things uh, are really going to be opening up even further more, um, and there will be a lot of consumer coming up with their own brand, getting a manufacturer making it and shipping it out from the factory direct. Um, you you will see very likely more more of these major brands will be competing with smaller brands because people love different things, you know, ethically, you know, these are better cotton being used, these are organic, these are, you know, without certain type of ingredient being used in the food or the way it's the packaging. 
the, the whole world is shaping into so many different segments. Before we, we will go into a retail shop and it's because it's just available there, we think that's all we have got. I think the offering just going to really open up um, to, to everyone more accessible and it's going to be a global market. I mean, people no longer can just buy brands that it's available in New Zealand. We can easily purchase something from Europe and ship to us in our door, you know, within days. Yeah, COVID permitting <laughs> with all the shipping delays, etc. Um, yeah, one of the other questions that I had here um, was obviously Shopify is one of the sponsors for um, this this podcast, and and we love Shopify ourselves. Um, have you? Uh, oh, sorry, um, Leo, tell us a little bit more, and this connects with the news that you mentioned on a previous episode, where Shopify is now the only e-commerce or one of the first e-commerce platforms to allow NFTs to be sold on its platform. Yeah, uh, the um, the <clears throat> what is it? CFO, CEO. Um, forgetting mm-hmm. his name now. He he mentioned they're allowing it, but they're not one of the first. Origin oh, platform okay. is one of the first that that allowed NFT, and it still does a lot of sales for NFTs. But it just shows that e-commerce are realizing that this is another industry opening up. And I think David, listening to you today, if the the, the users, the listeners, the, the the viewers are listening to you today, if they haven't realized there's like a whole another level of what we can be doing with e-commerce for engagement slash another industry of what we can be doing to sell online, um, then I probably would suggest you should listen to this podcast again. But um, yeah, it's really exciting. And I guess we've already talked about how you see it shaping into the future. And um, I just can't wait. I just can't wait to buy things with more AR, VR. Right now, we on our phones, we can see that product there um, and then go through a checkout. But I want to experience it fully, like you said, put on the glasses, I'm in that world. I slide that over there and I buy it already and it's, you know, it's on its way. Or like you said, it could just be a digital product of that. I know some uh, sneakerheads that will probably buy some Air Jordans at full price just so it's a digital version of those shoes sitting somewhere on their phone. Or like you said, we can do a hybrid and they can see it uh, in their room. But uh, it's really interesting of what, what can be happening Supply going forward. Supply and demand. You know, and, if, you, and- if you know there's 100,000 people that will buy this, only make a thousand of them and watch the value go up. <laughs> and, and I mean, there, there, and there's many other ways that NET will evolve in our day-to-day life. I mean, for for one example, will be a company that making very physical content and adding an NFT element, like while well, you purchase a physical product, you're going to get a digital. Oh, uh, yeah, of course. Of that. So that, that I mean, the the you know the gameplay the end game will be many, many different ways and different levels. There will be very creative ways for a toy company. Hey, you purchase a physical toy. Here's a digital collectible version and you, you get a key. Tell even, us a even, even a that. clip I could buy, sorry. Well, I could buy mm-hmm. again, Air Jordan shoes and I will be now the owner of a specific clip of Michael Jordan slam dunking at some game for Chicago Bulls. That yeah. is perfect. I, yeah, I, I always think that, operationally but... how these things would work. So do you see like walking into a toy store and seeing a you know a rare collectible there now in a vagabond store, for example, and then maybe getting a specific one-off QR code with it that you scan in and have that available? It sounds like you might be having those types of conversations, David. Yeah, we, we are <laughs> going to be starting to experiment physical product, physical collectibles bundled together with our NFT. Awesome. Um, you know, the... We're working with a number of artists to to have these type of product coming out. 
and this is just as i mentioned many times it's very very new um there's a lot of many layers uh, the the global e-commerce market is huge and it's going to continue to grow uh, and you know with COVID happening now it's shaping more towards like that as well you know people are more ease now you could shop in supermarket getting food delivered to you um, rather than just dry product goods so um, you know the e-commerce um, this nft just another layer of things that will be shipping to you that's yeah. awesome earlier in the year you guys announced that you'll be the first platform um that will have a hundred percent carbon neutral nfts mm -hmm. tell us a little bit about how yeah. that yeah. so it, you 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 know one of the important thing here is to be number one ethical so when we started about four and a half years ago and we started to shape out you know a couple of years back we thought about you know environmental environmental impact you know what what's the purpose of making an nft if it's not going to be part of a solution um you know global awareness of how much physical toy uh, is made in plastic how much trading cards printed on cardboard you know how can we help this world to reduce these wasted so one of the things that we had moved on uh, onto is a known um, non-guess well mining uh, that's what the biggest issue is environmental impact you have seen article and there, there's a lot of environmentalists being very focal about yeah, this mining activity of these digital coin just mm -hmm. so the audience understand that uh, the perceivers there are other blockchain projects out there protocol out there doesn't require you to mine it's more of a permission based like really the nft is used to authenticate giving you issuance verification of the addition number you're on they not certainly every blockchain is a negatively impact our environment so what we have done is we have put away some funds that um, from our cash reserve to help uh, to make this impact environmental side a little bit more and helping our side of things um, we are moving into a new blockchain and layer two uh, ethereum called immutable x which is guessless carbon neutral and on top of it, you know, with our funding back to the um, environmental community, it will really give us that positive impact uh, on, on the carbon side of things. Um, we just really tried to get people to understand that they need to be educations. You know, what you read out there is not, you know, typically what you read out there a lot of time is either very negative, but it's not very transparent and it's not fair for a lot of other great projects. And there's a lot of them, you know, hundreds of them uh, out there are doing positive impact things that doesn't get mentioned. No, that's awesome. And I, you know, that's very admirable of you guys starting the company, you know, out of clean green New Zealand as well. And putting that as one of your things, you know, like you said, four and a half years ago to start working on that. So yeah, well done for that. 
Yeah, I think I was going to wrap it up by saying, uh, David, I think we've played it down a little bit of what you guys have been able to achieve. I think you've done some amazing stuff. Um, the future looks very, very bright around NFT and what you guys are doing. I'm very excited. What you mentioned there, the physical, going to your store and physically grabbing a toy and introducing NFT is a great way to educate and introduce it to the market, to those that don't know yet about NFT. So again, representing New Zealand, standing yeah. out, um, for those that are probably listening to this and want to know where to go, I believe it's veve.me to download this amazing app. I've got it as well. My vault is emptied, but not for long. Um, definitely down with the, the NFT. I love that. Again, it's it's no one else has uh, you know duplicated or forged it or bought something that is not actually legitimate of this product. And that's what I love about NFTs. But uh, David, again, I think I want to say thank you so much for your time. Um, probably want to have another chat with you another time about how you negotiate deals with Marvel and Sony and all that. That for that is really interesting for me, but we've run out of time. Waldo, I don't know if you've got any final questions. No, look, it's super interesting. You know, I love talking to you, David, from a business point of view, from a, you know, just future thinking. Um, I love your brand. I love what you guys have done. I love the space you're in and uh, just want to wish you all the best with your journey going forward. I think it's going to be a, a very interesting ride for you. And um, yeah, like I said, wish you well on it. Oh, thank you. Thanks for having me on the show. No problem. Guys, if you like this episode, remember to like, subscribe, get notifications, uh, leave comments and reviews. Uh, we'll put some links down the bottom to uh, to the VV platform and all the appropriate links that you know were mentioned throughout this podcast. So, yeah, until next time, that's us. Thank you, David. See you later. Thank you.